Insider, the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Ellensburg, Washington to Anchorage, Alaska, and from Azusa, California to Seattle, Washington, welcome. Welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at great Northwest Athletic Conference teams and administrators and all the sports that indeed make it the great Northwest Athletic Conference. I'm your host, Rob Lowry. Glad to have you along this Tuesday night. It's, uh, of course, Veterans Day today, and uh, glad you're spending part of your holiday with us, no matter where you may be listening on what has uh, been kind of a frigid day all across the Northwest and all across this uh, country, for that matter. Uh, tonight on GNAC Insider, we're going to focus on men's basketball a little bit later as we talk to the dean of Great Northwest Athletic Conference men's basketball coaches the head coach at Central Washington University in Ellensburg, Washington, Greg Sparling, who is starting his 20th full campaign as head coach of the Wildcats this season. But uh, first on GNAC Insider tonight, we're going to have the opportunity to talk with Erin O'Dell. She is the Seattle Pacific University Athletic Director, and uh, she has to have an ear-to-ear grin on her face over there because not only are the women in the postseason to- soccer tournament, the men are in the postseason soccer tournament as well. And it's only the second time, Aaron, in the history of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference that both the men's and women's soccer teams from the same school won outright titles. Western did it back in 2008. This year, it's Seattle Pacific University's year to shine. Uh, is, uh, is an ear-to-ear grin, is that a fair assessment? It absolutely is. It was a wonderful experience to walk into my office uh, yesterday morning, Monday morning, and see both GNAC trophies sitting on my desk. Um, that you can't start a Monday morning off in the in the GNAC any better than that. That's for sure. What does it mean to you personally, and what does it mean to the athletic department as a whole to be able to take two conference championships in the same sport this year? You know, it's it's a huge deal. Um, it's as you said, we're only the second um, school to do it in GNAC history for soccer, and I'm not sure if anyone has done it in basketball. Um, uh, we'd have to check the records. But, you know, it's just a tremendous uh, accomplishment and, and goes to show that the time, energy, um, and expertise that the coaching staff uh, puts in uh, to work with our student-athletes who are uh, quite a talented but smart bunch of kids. Um, they, they've got to have both in order to be able to, um, you know, have a good run at a conference championship. And, you know, our women dropped a couple, um, games along the way and, uh, you know, needed to stay alive by winning, uh, the conference championship tournament last week. And indeed they did that. And they, they, it was a little bit of deja vu from, from the year before we were, in the championship final with Western and both came down to shootouts, which uh, makes anybody and certainly the athletic director (laughs) a little bit nervous as, as you move along, but you have to be able to perform, you know, under pressure and uh, coach Sacker's team is definitely able to do that. Um, They practice on the, the shootout assumption that it's going to happen and he was ready and the the girls stepped up and, and got it done. So, um, 
just a, a, a great uh, feeling to have both teams succeed um, after all the time and energy that they put in. You're going to be quite busy because the women's team, and I want to talk about them first, they will play at Bellingham this coming Thursday. You get to take on Cal State Stanislaus, 7 o'clock Thursday night up there in Bellingham. If the Falcons win, it could set up a showdown with top-ranked Western Washington for Saturday at 1 o'clock. What can you tell us about this women's field, and how confident are you that Seattle Pacific can uh, maybe get by Stanislaus and set up another rematch with the Vikings? Well, I'll tell you, I think that soccer in the West region uh, is at its high point in the GNAC. I think the GNAC is the toughest conference, um, even though, you know, we we only have uh, two two GNAC teams in the tournament. Um, we it the talent level runs real deep, and you have to be tough to be able to step up to the plate twice a week during the conference season like everybody in the GNAC does. Um, you know, Stanislaus, they're, they're a really good team. They, um, they have a good record. They beat um, a, a lot of ranked teams. So certainly uh, we're going to have to tangle with them first. And then uh, should we move on to the Saturday game with Western Washington? Um, <laughs> you know, it's always a hot ticket because that is one of our most uh, – uh, I mean, fierce it's, it's our huge rivalry. But fierce rivals, exactly. Um, and and it, you're, it's worth the price of admission, that's for sure, every single time that we play them. Uh, it would be the fourth time this season, um, but – you know, we'll we'll take the bracket however it gets set up, but certainly we have some work to do on Thursday to um, to get past Stanislaus. Well, certainly you're playing in Bellingham, so you're on the road, but you have played in Bellingham before. Is there a certain home field advantage in terms of familiarity with Harris, uh, Harrington Field up there and also the number of Falcons fans who will undoubtedly be there on Thursday night? Yeah, I think that there's some some advantages. Certainly, um, being able to get on a bus and just go up the road, um, you know, an hour and a half. Uh, we're we're actually the team won't leave until Thursday, which is game day, and they're going to follow the same type of uh, routine that they do during our normal season, which is um, loading up, you know, a few hours before a game. They have a certain place that they like to stop and have their pregame meal. They'll show up at the field, they'll do their warm up, and then it will be kickoff. So it's it's going to be a carbon copy of what we've already done. Um, certainly for the seniors, it's four times in their career going up there. Uh, Western Washington has a fantastic new turf field um, by AstroTurf, just like we do um, this season. And uh, their new stadium is, is quite nice, and it's it's nice that the team has already been able to play on it uh, during the season. So, you know, they kind of know what they're going to get. And, and like I said, we, we in fact have that same new turf field at Interbay. So um, we've been, we've got some good practice on it. Then. We're talking with Erin O'Connell. She is the athletic director at Seattle Pacific University. Men's and women's teams, both in the postseason for the Falcon soccer teams. And the men, they have the opportunity to host the number one seed, or they are the number one seed, so they get the opportunity to host the regional this coming weekend. How much additional pressure is on you and on the Falcons in that host role? Does that does that kick it up another notch? It absolutely does. We are really excited and really proud every time we get to host a regional, whether it's for soccer, whether it's for basketball. Uh, we've not had the good fortune to host volleyball yet, but uh, we feel like it's, 
we're entertaining a big party and we we want everything to go as smoothly for all teams, ourselves, and for our visitors, um, and for our fans. Uh, putting on a championship environment is of the utmost important to us and making sure that the student-athlete experience uh, is top-notch. So my staff is in high gear. Several of us were in the office today. Uh, it was school holiday. It was Veterans Day. But um, so we are we are prepping and we're ready to do this. Um, and we actually also have an eight-team basketball tournament going on this weekend. So it's it's a busy week for us. We call it November the Convergent Zone in my office. Um, <laughs> and nobody wants to complain, but, you know, with basketball kicking up and tip-off tournaments and then with soccer's in the postseason, it, it is a wild ride. We all tell our families, you know, we, we sort of put on the caution light as we coast into the end of October and we keep our fingers crossed that we're going to be in a position where we're going to be wildly busy and um, everybody gets on board and steps up to get it done. You're in your sixth year there as the Falcons athletic director and uh, the crack researchers here have uh, determined that the, the Falcon soccer teams have won 164 games in your tenure. What is it? <laughs> Again, they they did a great job looking up those numbers. What is it that has made the Falcon soccer teams, which have been consistently good over the years, maybe even better with you as the athletic director? Uh, Well, I have to say that Coach Sekra and Coach Collins and their staff of assistants, they are top-notch. I trust trust what they do. I trust uh, what type of team they're going to put out there on the field, um, and I try not to get too much into their business, um, so to speak. And I check in with them periodically, you know, weekly basis. We, we, we talk a lot. We're a small shop at SPU, so I have an open-door office policy. Um, so we have a lot of conversations, um, but, you know, only when they feel like they need to talk about something. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like they are able to – to run the type of team that they need to and that they get the support from us that they need. And, you know, that's not to say that everybody gets along all the time, (laughs) but um, by and large, um, you know, we're just, we're just trying to make the best experience for everybody out there. So it was amazing to start my tenure off as the athletic director with the women's soccer team in 08 winning a national championship. Right. Um, So the bar was set pretty high and, both coaching staff and and groups of student athletes have been chomping at the bit to get another one um, into Royal Brome. So uh, we got two teams in it, and we're hoping for deep runs. And I'd love to be down in Kentucky with both of them. And I know that you love soccer. I know that you're a person who, uh, as the athletic director, you enjoy all the sports that the Falcons <laughs> offer there. But do you have a, a little soft spot in your heart? Uh, for the sport of rowing, because you were named this past <laughs> March as the president of the U.S. Rowing Board. You uh, spent seven seasons as an assistant coach for the women's rowing team at the University of Washington there. Uh, is that is that something that is near and dear to your heart as well? Rowing runs very deep in my family and goes, I, you know, I can't really remember a time when rowing was not a part of my family. Um, so certainly... I would say I am where I am today because of rowing and my collegiate experience, my high school experience, um, junior national team experience with U.S. rowing. And um, 
I don't think I would have had the the opportunity or even really known about it um, to become an athletic administrator and eventually an athletic director without the opportunities that rowing presented to me at the University of Washington um, and the coaches that I had along the way. So um, certainly I, I absolutely credit it to everything that has gone on in my prof- professional career and the, the wonderful mentors that I have had along the way. Um, I'm happy you didn't ask me what my favorite sport is because I really don't like to get that question <laughs> and I won't ever answer. <laughs> But, well, again, um, as an athletic I like, director, I like the seasons. I like the seasons, and I like to be involved. That's why I got into athletic administration. Coaching was fantastic, and we had a great run. Um, we won three national championships while I was an assistant at the University of Washington. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be part of college athletics at a little bit um, broader scope and be a part of more sports than just rowing. So um, that's indeed why I, I switched over to the administration track. Well, and obviously, as an athletic director, you have to like all sports, and and uh, <laughs> because you have you have a wide range of sports there at Seattle Pacific, from gymnastics to basketball to obviously soccer. And well, good luck to both of the Falcons soccer teams this coming weekend. Went, uh, women playing in Bellingham against Cal State Stanislaus on Thursday night, and the men get the opportunity to host at least the first two rounds of the NCAA West Region Tournament this uh, this coming weekend. So, Aaron, thank you for joining us so much tonight here on uh, GNAC Insider. Good luck, and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to you again before too long. Great. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Thank you very much. That is Aaron O'Connell. She is the athletic director at Seattle Pacific University. Well, time for us now to take a trip around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. In Bellingham, Washington, the Western Washington women's basketball team is ranked 21st in the USA Today Sports Top 25 Division II Coaches Poll. The Vikings have already played and won two exhibition games over Fraser Valley and the University of British Columbia. While no other GNAC teams were ranked in the top 25, last year's regular season champion, Montana State Billings, was in the Others Receiving Votes category, coming in 28th. Simon Fraser and Alaska Anchorage also received votes in the poll. In Corvallis, Oregon, the Western Oregon men's basketball team upset Oregon State 57-47 in exhibition play Friday. The Wolves took a 32-19 lead at half, and the Beavers never recovered. Western Oregon was led by junior Andy Avgi, who had a game-high 21 points, while teammates Jordan Wiley and Devon Alexander added a combined 22 points in the win. Now, even though Western Oregon got out-rebounded by the Beavers 48-37, the Wolves were able to knock down seven three-point shots in that game and hit on 73% of their free throws. Western Oregon, which was voted to finish fourth in the GNAC preseason coaches poll, opens the regular season Friday against Point Loma Nazarene in the GNAC Pac West Challenge. In Napa, Idaho, the Northwest Nazarene volleyball team clinched at least a share of the GNAC title on Saturday with a sweep of Seattle Pacific. With one match left, the Crusaders can do no worse than tie with Alaska Anchorage for their first GNAC volleyball title in program history. NNU is also the top team in the latest NCAA Division II West Region poll. Fellow GNAC member Alaska Anchorage is ranked second, while Western Washington and Central Washington are 4th and 5th. And down in California, the Azusa Pacific Cougars beat Simon Fraser 21-6 to win the football GNAC crown for the second year in a row. 
During that game, APU running back Terrell Watson broke his own season rushing and touchdown conference records with 1,815 yards rushing and 24 touchdowns this season. If he can come up with another 200-yard game this Saturday against Menlo, the Harlan Hill Trophy nominee will move into the top 25 of Division II's all-time single-season rushing leaders. Don't forget to visit GNACsports.com and GNAC.tv for anything and everything about the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. GNAC Insider in full swing on this Tuesday night, Veterans Day, right back after this short timeout. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Flowery. As we mentioned just a couple of moments ago, the basketball seasons are getting underway for Great Northwest Athletic Conference teams. And, well, among the teams are the Wildcats of Central Washington University. And they're led by head coach Greg Sparling, who is starting his 20th year in Ellensburg this year. And Coach Sparling joins us on the phone line from Ellensburg tonight. Coach, thanks for thanks for spending some time with us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Hey, thanks for having me, Coach Lowry. Well, happy to have you joining us here tonight. And let me ask you, you are now the dean of Great Northwest Athletic Conference coaches. Does that carry a little added responsibility? Well, I think it does, but I think that, you know, there's a lot of a lot of new coaches, and you also have the, the you know, Rusties, and, and uh, Tony Dominguez has been assistants for a long time, and in the conference that have moved up in the in the head coaching ranks. But, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to be at the same university for 20 years and uh, looking for many more years ahead of me. Well, not only at the same university for 20 years, but at your alma mater as well. You played for the Wildcats. You uh, earned your degree in art from Central Washington University. Does that make it even more special that you've been able to lead your alma mater? Yeah, it is. I mean, following in the footsteps of Coach Nicholson and Gil Coleman, and and going way back to Leo Nicholson, it's it's a it's a tremendous honor to coach the school where you got your degree and we're able to play your collegiate uh, years at. Three hundred and twenty-two victories, third most all time at Central Washington University. To the men you just mentioned, Leo Nicholson and Dean Nicholson. Do you ever sit back and think, "Wow, that's quite an accomplishment in its own right." It is, but, uh, you know, uh, Coach Nicholson and, and Leo set the groundwork and, and was followed up by uh, Gil. And, you know, the thing is, is, you know, every day you walk into Nichols Pavilion, you look at uh, Leo on the left and Dean on the right and the big banner of Nicholson Pavilion. Uh, you know, they, they did a lot for this university, and uh, I couldn't be more honored to follow in their footsteps. 
Oh, you're leading a, a rather young 2014 Central Washington University basketball team. You do have seven returning letter winners from last year's squad, but some newcomers as well. Talk a little bit about what you expect out of this year's Wildcat team and maybe where they're going to fit in the GNAC race overall. Well, I think we're just with a lot of the other teams in the conference. I, I was looking at a lot of rosters, a lot of new faces out there. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, we are going to play up-tempo. I think our defense is going to be definitely picked up this year. Uh, our size is, is pretty good, and I think uh, we're going to be able to rebound. But uh, I think the big thing is, is like I've always said, you got to win at the home court and, and take care of uh, some road victories. But this GNAC is going to be, once again, tough from top to bottom. I'm, I don't know if you heard a few minutes ago but I'm, when I mentioned it, but I know that you're well aware that Western Oregon upset Oregon State University. Were you surprised by that uh, on Friday night? No, I mean, it, it, it was, you know, Brady does a good job down there, and, you know, they went into Oregon State where they've had a coaching change and some guys have left the program. I mean, it was like a perfect storm, and I thought, uh, you know, just looking at the box score, the guys did a good job, and it's a it's a credit to the GNAC. And, uh, you know, I sent uh, Brady a uh, congratulations text, and uh, he's, he's pretty excited. Well, he should be. That's a big win over a Pac-12 school. Does that show the overall level of basketball in the Gene Act that a team that in Western Oregon's case was only picked fourth in the preseason poll? And again, as you mentioned, there's a lot of new faces across the league this year. But does that indicate the level of play in the Gene Act maybe uh, maybe elevated somewhat this year? I think it is. I mean, you got Western picked to win it. You know, you got Anchorage and and, and Western and excuse me, SPU, and, and you got a lot of teams that are improving day by day. And, uh, you know, I don't think uh, anybody's going to walk through this deal. I think it's going to come down to the last, you know, couple weeks of play. And, uh, you know, every night's going to be a battle. And it's uh, it's uh, you better be ready to go, and, and hopefully you stay healthy throughout the season. We began this segment by talking about the fact that you are now in your 20th full year as head coach of Central. When you look back – over those 20 years, what has been the biggest change in small college basketball, GNAC basketball in particular, if you like, uh, that you have seen? Well, I think the biggest thing is technology. I think, you know, back in the day, you'd, you'd go VCR to VCR to make clips tape, and now, you know, you can just go on your computer in the Synergy program, and they break it down for you, and I think, you know, Small college basketball has gotten a lot better. I think uh, you know a lot of the Division two players obviously could play in the Division one level, but I you know I, I think the the talent the talent level in the last you know five to seven years is just really elevated, especially in the GNAC conference. You're coming off an exhibition win over another level Blue Angels, in which the Wildcats hit on eighteen three point shots in that contest. Has the emergence of the three-pointer and the way the teams all across the GNAC are shooting it now, has that been a, another big change from when you started? Yeah, it definitely has. Because when I first started, it was basically three around two post players, and the middle was clogged up. And as time has gone by, you know, student-athletes have gotten more athletic and be able to shoot the ball a lot deeper. So uh, you're seeing a lot more, you know, four-round-one, five-out motion, a lot of on-ball screens, and, and letting kids be athletes and, and get in the paint and create for themselves and create for others. 
We spoke with Aaron O'Connell, the Seattle Pacific University Athletic Director, a few minutes ago. You're going to be over at the Seattle Pacific University Tournament in Seattle this weekend, taking on Minnesota Crookston on Friday and Academy of Art on Saturday. What do you know about your opponents for your first counting games of the year? Well, Crookston is a team that really slows it down and really wants to play in the 50s and 60s, and we're we're exactly the opposite. We want to play in the 80s and and, – get up and down the floor, so they're going to try to take the air out of the basketball. And then Academy of the Arts, I don't know a whole lot about them right now. Uh, you know, we're trying to – they haven't played anybody, so we're watching some film from last year. But they also look like they want to get up and down the court. So I think you're going to play two different style of opponents. On, on uh, Minnesota Crooks, it'll be a slowdown game, and Academy of the Arts looks like it'll be a fast-paced game. Well, is that good in the preseason to play teams that play different styles? Without a doubt. I mean, because uh, – the first night will play, you know, the Crookston will play kind of like the Anchorages and the and the SPUs of the conference, and then the, the second night will be, you know, the the you know the Western Oregon, the Montana State Billings, the guys that really like to to get up and down the floor. And it sounds like, you know, up at Simon Fraser, they're really pressing and trapping and pushing the ball and trying to play in the 80s and 90s. So you know, you, you'll be playing two different aspects of the game. Well, Coach Barling, we sure appreciate you making some time for us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Good luck this coming weekend, and hopefully I'll have a chance to see you here before too long. Hey, thank you, and you guys have a great evening. Thanks very much. Greg Sparling joining us from Ellensburg, Washington tonight, the 20th-year head coach at Central Washington University. Let's find out now what's happening this week in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. In basketball, as we were just talking, The regular season for Great Northwest Athletic Conference teams starts this week. In men's action, three teams will be competing in the GNAC PacWest Challenge down in San Rafael, California on Friday and Saturday, including two of the GNAC's top five schools last year in Western Oregon and Montana State Billings. 15th-ranked Chico State will also play Alaska Anchorage in the Sonoma State Invitational Saturday. Four GNAC women's hoops teams will play against PacWest foes this week as well. 21st-ranked Western Washington will try to avenge its loss last year to Humboldt State, while GNAC preseason player of the year Aaron Chambers and Simon Frazier battle Notre Dame Dana Moore on Saturday. In volleyball, this is the final week of play in the GNAC regular season. Northwest Nazarene has a chance to win its first GNAC title this week with a win or an Alaska Anchorage loss. The Crusaders play Central Washington in Ellensburg on Saturday. On Thursday, the 24th-ranked Seawolves will play a Simon Fraser team that has won its last two matches before taking on number 15, Western Washington, on Saturday. In soccer, the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament are this week. On the men's side, the fourth-seeded Northwest Nazarene Crusaders will play the fifth-seeded Simon Fraser clan Thursday in Seattle. 3 o'clock will be the game time there. The winner of that game will play top-seeded Seattle Pacific Saturday at 7 p.m. In women's action, Seattle Pacific will play Cal State Stanislaus Thursday at 7 p.m. In Bellingham, Western Washington will play the winner of that game on Saturday. And in football, it's also the last week of the regular season as all seven schools are in action this weekend. Central Washington will play at Simon Fraser Saturday while Dixie State travels to Humboldt State. In its regular season finale, South Dakota Mines will host Western Oregon, which beat Humboldt State 33-31 in Monmouth last Saturday. The only team not playing a GNAC foe is conference champion Azusa Pacific, which will host NAIA Menlo College. GNAC Insider coming right back after this timeout. 
fall is in the air, and you know what that means. Fall and winter sports. With more than 40 hotels throughout the West, why not take a road trip with Red Lion Hotels and follow your favorite team? With plush pillow top beds, free Wi-Fi, restaurants, and lounges, we want you to stay comfortable. Visit RedLion.com for the lowest rate guaranteed. Red Lion Hotels are proud supporters of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hit the road with us. Red Lion Hotels. There's always a Red Lion nearby. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A, lead to better forms of protection and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of GNAC Insider. Once again, uh, a big thanks to both of our guests tonight, Seattle Pacific University's Athletic Director Aaron O'Connell, and uh, good luck to the Falcons as they host and play in the postseason in soccer this coming Thursday and Saturday. And also thanks to Greg Sparling, Central Washington University's men's basketball coach, for joining us on the eve of his team's participation in the Seattle Pacific University Sodexo men's basketball tournament this coming weekend. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Nathan Weber, for a job well done. And, well, thanks to you for joining us as well. We'll come back your way next Tuesday at 7 o'clock for our next edition of GNAC Insider. We'll talk to you then. Until then, you're a GNAC Insider. So long for now. been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.